Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I am Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Oh. Jordan? Yeah? I want to wish you a happy Dia de Pescas. Fish day in Spanish. Thank you. It's been an amazing fish day so far. Um, I haven't interacted with any fish or eaten any or really thought about them that much, but... I mean, I can feel I I can feel the spirit, you know, Jordan. The literal translation, mm-hmm. sure, it's fish day, but I think this the the actual translation. It's not, at least the one on the banner that I saw was Youth Fishing Derby 2014, MacArthur <laughs> Park Lake. How'd it go? Um, it was pretty great. I mm-hmm. was here earlier this afternoon, um, and uh, the the lake outside of our recording studio mm-hmm. here on MacArthur Park in Los Angeles. Uh, surrounded by eight-year-olds fishing. Um, it was a United Nations of aspiring anglers. Mm-hmm. Um, I did not see any I fish think get fish, caught. I think fishing, you know, transcends culture. You know, that's a really good point. Thanks. Although there may be some inland cultures that don't do a lot of fishing. <laughs> <laughs> I guess they do freshwater yeah. fishing. Rivers, streams, fjords. Cricks. Yeah. Well, if you're going down to the creek, oh, you're going to yeah. try and catch crawdads. <laughs> sure. Or a famous jumping frog. You can put it <laughs> some sort of jumping frog contest. Oh, I guess this is going to be an annual thing now, because this happened to us when we were recording one once before. Mm-hmm. That must have been a year ago that we saw the first time that hundreds of Los Angeles children came together to go fishing in an in an art in a not an artificial lake, mm-hmm. in a real lake whose bottom was filled in by concrete. <laughs> Do you think that uh, Dia de Pesca is going to become a more beloved Jordan Jesse Go holiday than Analogus? <laughs> That's a, that is a tall I mean, Analogus is Jordan. more of like a month-long celebration. Right. And yeah. this is one day, so I guess it... Yeah, I mean, this one is more technically a holiday, mm-hmm. right? Because yeah. a holiday has to be a single day. That's true. Now, I guess Analogus is, yeah, is maybe, I mean, I, I, I said celebration, but I guess it's more kind of a month of remembrance. A lot of people... Remembrances of the anus? Let's introduce, let's bring our guest <laughs> into this conversation. Because sure. he's going to have a lot to say about everything from fish to anuses. Um, he, 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 is a, he is a stand-up comic. Uh, he is the host of a new documentary about stand-up comedy around the world. Yes. Which I've already forgotten the name of, despite the fact that he told it to me literally 30 seconds ago. Stand-up planet. Stand-up planet. There you go. Uh, his name is Hassan Minaj. How are you, sir? I'm doing wonderful. Thanks for having me, you guys. It's a pleasure to have you, although I think you're too handsome. Oh, yeah. Right? Really? Too handsome. Okay. Yeah. Get out of here. He's one of these too handsome to be a comic guys. What are you? What are you, Chris Hardwick? Come sure. On. Hey. Get out of here. <laughs> get out of here, you Rob Delaney. Oh, man. Oh, man. And you get those sweet Jordans. Oh, hey. We can get into my affinity for Jordans and why I... Are I, you a... Now, okay. He's, he's, got a, he's got the concrete colorway. Oh, yeah. Are you a... Look at you. Are you a line waiter inner for Jordans? You know, I used to be when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I did that a few times. I am definitely a big part of the the culture. Sure, I'm a fan of the culture, but I, I can't. I just I, as an adult, I can't. There's a, there's an age cutoff for yeah, waiting yeah, in yeah, line yeah. for Jordan. But you know what? The 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 fandomonium has only gotten more and more and more. And I, I am shocked by that. Yeah, I was sure. Look, I 
I had I've had some sneakers in my time. Sure. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Uh but I was sure when I was in college, which is now 12 years ago, that the fad had reached its peak. I I was like, "Um, you know, it'll go back to like maybe people waiting in line for the new Jordans every year or whatever." But this whole like I've got a thousand pairs of sneakers, I'm obsessed with sneakers thing, it's going to recede. But no. It nah. turns out uh, Tumblr and whatever <laughs> has, <laughs> has made every teenager in America does this now. I would I would say, yeah, social media, I would say hip-hop, and I would definitely say, yeah, things like Tumblr and YouTube. And nope. yeah, social media makes people post about it and talk about the culture I mean, more. I think, I mean, it's funny you bring up YouTube, and we had a long discussion uh, uh, a couple shows ago about the guys who buy the new pair of Jordans uh-huh. and then film themselves pissing in them. Whoa, wait, what? Yeah, because of... Uh, some sort of reason. What's I mean, the sexual, reason? A sexual. I mean, I think it's like a fetish thing. But yeah. Oh, uh, well, okay. They're, anyway. They're like super into Scotty Pippen. <laughs> <laughs> That's what gets them off the thought of, I was like, oh man, I'm peeing on these Air Max tempos, and this yeah. is getting me what, so off right now. At the height of your Jordan waiting in line for, what was like your prize get? Hold on, Jordan. So, sorry. What was your grail kicks? Oh, my grail, grail kicks? kicks? <laughs> hey man, you know the terms. It's great. Grail kicks are what I would what I would call are the uh, the black and cement threes, which came out in 1988, designed by Tinker Hatfield. It's a beautiful, beautiful looking shoe. It's uh, I, I would say, sorry, I'm sorry, white cement threes. I think it's just an overall beautiful looking shoe. It's the white and it has the little elephant print on it, and it's it's just it's just a great classic looking shoe, and it goes with everything. What the, are you wearing now? You're those are fours, right? Yeah, these are the white cement fours. Yeah. How are you? Uh, You're a professional menswear blogger. Professional menswear blogger over here. Now, can I ask you a question? Yeah. Why, why is it that when men, adult men, wear sneakers, uh, specifically our Jordans, it's it's as if we can't cross over into that professional menswear game? It, we're, we're considered to be children. Um, is it just because they just they just look so ridiculous and goofy? I think it's because of the children on Tumblr. <laughs> <laughs> I no, I think Jordans I think Jordans are cool, especially uh, especially those earlier ones. Yeah, the ones where there's a ten thousand different things going on. Uh, a little bit much for me, but yeah, I'm I'm on board. For, I'm on board for them. And you know, uh, another thing I'm on board for is a girl that likes Jordans. I think that's my urban youth speaking speaking sure. up there. But I like a girl in Jordans. Yeah, and that there's also tumblers devoted to that. Nice pair of J's. Yeah, you know who likes a, you know who likes uh, her Air Jordans? Gillian Jacobs. Okay, no yeah. kidding. Talk to her one time about. Whoa, uh, about very Jordans. interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, what I don't like is the the resale culture and then the abuse of the resale culture. So what will happen is people will line up in line and then get get these things that are called bots. So they can get bots online on Nike.com that will just fill up their cart with the shoe. And this is like a this is like a. a uh, this is like something on Twitter that recommends porn to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Those are great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The avatar is just boobs. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, and so what people will do, they'll fill up the cart, they'll get all the shoes, and then they'll resell the shoes. There's no attachment to it. It's just for like this quick buck. And for me, uh, the thing that gives me a lot of joy in wearing them is like the memory that I had when I was a kid and not being able to get them and then just. The pairs that I were I was able to get, and the joy that I would get when when I would wear them. And I, so this is just to, you know to to you know kind of relate this to a you know do it to like a you know Comic Con type culture. This sure. is the leaving the action figure in the box. 
Yeah. And not playing with it. Well, people, I, I like I like to rock them. I don't like to sock them. Okay. I feel like life is short, wear your Jordans. That's kind of just like one of my, mm, yeah. it's, and I think that's a greater message for life. Just life Why not pee in them while you're, while you're at it? Well, that's a little bit too much. It on YouTube. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's kind of just like life is short. Just really disrespect it and degrade it. Sure. And then, I, but, um, I will say this. I had decided to buy a pair of sneakers, and I hadn't bought a pair of like Nike Sneakers, like I'm, you know, like I'm wearing Keds right now. Sure, but they look great. Thank you very well. They're Mark McNary X Keds. Mm, yeah, but um, I, uh, I, I hadn't bought like a pair of Nikes since I bought a pair of basketball sneakers maybe five years ago to play basketball in. Before that, maybe three or four years before. Um, and but I, you know, I had just had this dying. I just had this feeling inside me, like, oh man, I really want a pair of these Air Maxes that I couldn't afford when I was. 12 or 13 or whatever, but I could totally afford them now, and they still look super cool to me, and they're out there. Like, I know that they exist because I saw a dude wearing a pair. And, uh, but I didn't, I literally didn't know how to buy them. I had to email my friend, I have a friend who uh, does a podcast about sneakers called uh, Sneaker Heads Unite. His name is Dallas Penn. Oh, wow. So I emailed Dallas, and I said, Dallas, how do I buy these Air Max 90s? <laughs> uh-huh. And he had to like, he gave me these instructions. He broke it down for me. Yeah. He hit me with this blog that you go to and the blog tells you like what Nike outlet has what different stuff. And then you call the Nike outlet. And How you to give defeat them your the wizard card. that gives you the copper key. Exactly. Yeah. And the, yeah. like the right can, can combination of A, A, B, 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 A, sure. A, A that you have to press when you get on the phone with the sales it's exactly It's exactly like comic book culture and having yeah. a specific shoe that not a lot of people can get. And that's, that's why I'm, I'm a little anti the movement when they go, ah, everybody has them. I don't, and I also don't like the forced supply and demand that the Nike company, that the Nike corporation is doing, where it's just kind of like, we'll just do a super, super limited release for certain shoes, but then do an, do a bigger release for other shoes. And I just, I just don't like that. I yeah. want to be able to get the shoes that I really, really like. You know what? I'm about the culture. That's why I'm all about Dia de Pesca. Yeah. yeah. You know, cause that comes from the people, a combination of the, the people in the Los Angeles Department of Parks. Those two are the sources of Dia de Pesca. Do you get a sense of who won Dia de Pesca? Because it's a competition, right? It's who can catch the most fish. You mean who who won Mexicans or Filipinos? Yes. Yeah, so yeah. What race? Which <laughs> race is better at fish catching? Is what I'm asking. Um, I did, I couldn't tell, but there's still some there's still some kids fishing out there right now, and I think this thing started eight o'clock this morning. Wow. And so they're in it for the long haul. Yeah, we're in the late afternoon as we record this right mm-hmm. now. Okay, that's all I have to say about fish. <clears throat> Hopefully that's all we have to say about sneakers because everybody was, oh no, hold up. What's happening? Have I ever talked about this one episode of uh, Bobito Garcia's TV show where uh, he went to Bismarcky's house to check out his sneakers? You haven't. No. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Okay. All you, all you fuckers on the Max Fun Reddit better be scouring the internet right now <laughs> for the episode of Bobito's TV show, which I think was called Kicks. I want to say it was called Kicks. It was on MTV2, and it was about sneakers. And Bobito, who's like a, he's like a legendary hip hop DJ. Yeah. Um, and also legendary street basketball player and also legendary sneaker collector went to Biz Markey's house and Biz lives in this house. In, like, Long Island or whatever, like, just a regular suburban development. Like, he lives in a McMansion, basically. So he's, he kind of, is, is he a one-hit wonder? Um, well, no. He's, he, Bismarcky is a one-hit wonder on the pop landscape. Okay. 
Um, he has a couple of other pretty significant uh, hip-hop hits. Uh, the Vapors would be a good example of that. And also, he is a major, major formative figure in hip-hop. Yeah, he's a very big figure in hip-hop, I would say, yeah. And he's also one of the most important celebrity DJs in the world. So, like... He DJs a lot of, you know, like Diddy parties and stuff like that. Uh-huh. Like he is a huge, huge international, leading international hip hop DJ. And I saw this episode though. You saw this shit? Yeah, yeah. Right. Okay. So he goes into he goes into Bismarcky's house, which is a wholly unremarkable house. Very. As though Bismarcky doesn't live there, except they open the door to his sneaker room. <laughs> There's no furniture. None. There's nothing on the walls. Absolutely not. There's just boxes of sneakers in piles. Yeah. <laughs> and Bismarcky is like, it's as though he was Scrooge McDuck jumping into a money pit. How excited Biz is to share with Bobito all of the different, like, uh, Clyde Fraser shoes. Yeah. That he has stacked up all crispy in boxes. Uh huh. And I was blown away by, yeah, specifically the Clyde Fraser's. I was like, to be proud of that shoe. <laughs> you know what I mean? Very yeah. rarely do people go Scrooge McDuck on some Clyde Fraser's. It's not like he had, you know, Air Maxes and Jays, you know, from like, you know, floor to ceiling. But, uh, I respect that. I also respect Fat Joe's shoe game, him pulling out a fresh pair of shoes, then licking the sole, putting it back in to indicate these are unworn. <laughs> <laughs> licks the soles of his shoes and that's a big thing but like Bismarcky like lives his life he's I mean what's he probably 50 or something right he's gotta be because 1985 is 30 years ago so he's probably 50 years old the man essentially lives his life as a 12 year old <laughs> maybe a 15 year old but in a pretty kick ass way uh, like there is there's a uh, there's a website I think it was on Soul Strut. There's this website called Soul Strut where like rare groove DJs post about different stuff. And I don't really go on this website. But one time a friend of mine who's a, who's a DJ sent me a link and said, you have to look at this. And it was just a thread of people talking about times that Bismarcky had uh, intersected with their life and done some sh- crazy shit. <laughs> oh, wow. And it's it kind of was- like how Bill Murray will sit there and uh, be in your engagement photos or something. Yeah, except that it's Biz Markey calling you up at 4 a.m. even though you've never met him before because he heard that you have a Transformer that he doesn't have. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, like Biz Markey is a fucking American hero. That's all I have to say. Okay, that's that's the end of Sneakers. Please, someone find... Do you, th- do you think that show is called Kicks? Does that sound right? Uh, I mean, you can go on YouTube because I saw it on YouTube. Okay. How, what's, how many episodes do you do on sneakers? How many episodes did this sneaker show last? I feel like you get it done. Well, you got your Fat Joe episode. Yeah. You got your Fat Joe. <laughs> you, you can do your... a lot. The culture is pretty big. As, as many rappers as there are, I would say easily 60% of them. Okay. Are have they, a big are, sneaker collection. Yeah. The, so I guess what do you do? What's, what is your show other than... Look at the famous sneaker collection of this guy. That's really all it is. It's kind okay. of it's just kind of just like a smaller version of Cars. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, but the thing is, is you got Bobito. He's fun. Mm-hmm. He's like a fun, cool guy. But I see what you mean. It's sort of like Cribs, but if Cribs was only the thing part where they <laughs> open the refrigerator. Right. Yeah. And also the part where they open and the refrigerator it... is less telling. Yeah. But, oh, yeah. But if they were really into their, like, oh, this is my sriracha. This, yeah. Oh, dude, nobody has the sriracha. That's that would be. I would see. I would see a a, a, a like a fridges, crib supercut. Yeah. Or yeah. if there was like a special, like the best fridges. That does sound like a solid. You know what? I still have in my closet. I have a pair of patent leather Jordan ones. Stop. That I bought in 
college at the Nike store. Beautiful. And, the black ones. The black and, ones? No, they're red, they're red, white, and black. Yeah, I know those ones. And um I I always like there's always when I'm like clearing out my closet, I think like Maybe I should get rid of these Jordans. Like, I haven't worn these Jordans in five years. Yeah. <laughs> like, in what part of my life do I wear Jordans, especially patent leather ones? Yeah. But then I'm like, no, nah, it's, it's going to come up. I'm going to need these Jordans later. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the occasional will, the occasional strike. Okay. Well, well, we'll find out what that is when we come back in just a second on Jordan Jessica. Hi, my name is Rishikesh Hirway, and I have a podcast called Song Explorer. In each episode, a musician takes apart one of their songs and piece by piece tells you the story of how it was made. You get an inside look into the creative and technical process and a unique view of a song by hearing just the drums or just the guitars or, say, just a Wurlitzer piano. If you're a fan of music, if you make music, or if you just like to learn how things are made, come check it out on MaximumFun.org. Thanks. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, Boy Detective. Hassan Minaj, Young, Brown, and Pretty. It's true. All three of them. I mean, it's... it's. I don't know about Young. I haven't seen your driver's license. Right, <laughs> right. I'm, I'm not that young. It depends on where you put the... Sure. But you, he looks young. He sure. does look young. You know what I you always... play high school. No, nah, I don't know about that. But I... What, you what I play college. What, uh, college. You could sure. totally play when college. I, when I always... What I loved... What I respected most about Muhammad Ali is how he said he was pretty. He was the heavyweight champion. He could go, I pr- I'm pretty. I couldn't play college when I, I was in college. Was you could... <laughs> when I was in college, people... <laughs> Did you know you had a radio voice in college where you're like, I sound like I should be on the radio? No, I don't think so. Mm. I don't use... I still... Some, somebody else. You could play Drifter now if you wanted to. Mm. I could play Drifter. That's a good point. Yeah. Get you know, go out for some of those Drifter roles. The yeah. nice thing is that the stuff is starting to open... Really, possibilities are starting to open wide for me in mm-hmm. the miscellaneous character area. Yeah. Sure. Before, I was too young to play miscellaneous guy. Now, uh, what do we got? Um, uh, Ne'er-do-well? Sure. Um, doomsayer, gas station employee, <laughs> rural gas station. Oh yeah, yeah. Not a. What about a, a rural gas station? Urban record store. Sure. There we go. Yeah, yeah. Portland record store. Yeah, like. A what about s- you? What do you? What do you feel like your initial? The initial reaction is when people see you. Oh, you know, I feel like all the auditioning that I do and all the auditioning I've done, it's mostly for like stoner, drunk stoner, or like oh, yeah, we someone who this. someone who like is annoying one of the main characters. I um I constantly auditioned for How I Met Your Mother. Uh-huh. Um and I never got it. Um, uh-huh. I never got, but I would, I've, I, I, at its height, I probably auditioned for How I Met Your Mother once a month. Wow. It was always the same thing. It's always like someone in a store who is annoying one of the four principal characters. Got it. <laughs> like someone who's behind them in the coffee line. Got it. And is being a dick. So nuisance is so in like, the real house. Yeah, nuisance, uh, pest. Yeah. Asshole. Uh huh. So yeah, I think so. Great. 
Although I did, it's, I think there was mainly, you know, maybe a little bit of a symptom of my headshots. Okay. Uh, where I had some kind of goofy looking headshots. I had some new ones taken. Okay. Uh, I don't know how much, how much more acting auditioning I, I want to do. Uh, maybe ideally not a ton more, but if, if the time comes to do some acting auditioning, I maybe have some where I, I don't look as annoying. I don't know. <laughs> Hopefully. Do you, what did you just add a card again? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Same yeah. expression. And a, and I just thought I just had a photo. I just photoshopped a cardigan onto my old ones. Yeah, they're like, I like this guy. He's got a sort of. Were you going to say Bing Crosby vibe? Uh, I was about to say yeah. a Bing Crosby vibe. And I have a bubble uh, coming out of my mouth that says, "I'm dreaming of a white Christmas." Ah, that's great. <laughs> Talk, yeah, so talking headshots are going to be new. Yeah, yeah, that's going to be the new thing. Yeah. I remember when color headshots came into vogue. Right. <laughs> Part of me wants to. I, I, part of me wants to get the like classic four-panel headshot. Like oh, one wow. where I'm in a cowboy outfit, and then one where I'm like a scientist. Have you ever gone to the comedy store and seen all the headshots on the wall? I haven't. Uh, very terrifying. Yeah. It's a very terrifying because they have headshots all the way back to like man, early '70s. So you go, uh, you're just like, what's Taxi Driver doing? You know, there's yeah. a guy named Taxi Driver, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The character, I, like, the man, is named Taxi yeah, Driver. Yeah, like a, you just see a headshot of a guy. From like the early eighties, oh, and yeah. it says "Be Smooth" or something, and you go, "What's Be Smooth?" Doing well, what's right really now? great is that, like, as comedy k- goes back further into the past, before about nineteen ninety three, like you could be like comedy bumblebee, like that could be a thing that would get <laughs> you on evening at the Improv. Sure, yeah, like, you could get on television as the comedy bumblebee, and it's a guy with a stinger on his butt. Uh-huh. Like in making a, bee puns. Yeah, sure. making bee puns. And that could get you on TV. That's what comedy was then. <laughs> yeah. It's just basically just commitment to any weird character. But, you know, this brings me back to the when I, whenever I do that, I'll, I'll, I'll go there, you know, I'll, I'll do shows there or whatever, and I'll just, like, look at all the photos. But then it made me realize back to that Bismarcky story, and he's, he's in that McMansion in, in Long Island. And there's part of that that makes me go, you know what? He made it. Yeah, like him having that asset, and it, me knowing that he's okay. I, means yeah, the I bet world he leads a pretty hustle-free life. Yeah, and I think that's great. Whereas when I watch MTV Cribs and I see Rick Ross's house, and he, it's in Miami, and then there's a in the, his pool, there's his face in the middle of his pool. I just go, this must be exhausting because sure. he all constantly has to be like, look, I gotta fit my face in my pool. Yeah, so what am I doing today to keep that going? Right, you get that. I mean, whereas Bismarck, he's like, I have a track house. And <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're trying to dig up some rare transformers. Like at yeah. some point, guys, I dropped eight hundred thousand dollars on yeah. this thing. Yeah, and yeah, sure. Did I have to put in custom record shelving? Yeah, sure, I did. What age do you think you guys will keep caring? What's the age where you go? I don't care anymore. I'm just about that sweatpant life. I give up. Mm. Mm, that's an interesting question. You know, I've been thinking about this a lot because you know I host a radio show about culture, and one of the things that I have to do for this radio program care about culture and um once in a while i get a powerful feeling like fuck it i'm just gonna listen to the spinners forever (laughs) like Uh i'm just gonna i'm taking i'm i'm gearing down like a trucker i'm just gonna take it into first gear and engine brake Uh you know what i mean my entire life and what that means is that it's going to be the shy lights and nothing else just nothing but 
vocal groups from 1973 <laughs> is going to be my entire life. Fuck uh, all other musicians. That's great. You know what I mean? That's and, great. But I can't for professional reasons. Yeah, but that's like me kind of taking it back into first gear and just stopping when I was like 15 and go, that's it. It's Ja Rule and Ashanti yeah. from here on out. <laughs> Why not? It brings me back to a good time, you know? I did a thing on this week's Bullseye uh, about lowrider oldies. Okay. And to me, what lowrider old lowrider oldies, if you don't know, are this genre of music that I think like guys that drive a lowrider now, they probably have a giant subwoofer in it. They listen to rap music really loud. Um, but lowrider oldies is this really specific genre that was that dominated lowriders, at least when I was a kid. And it's like it's like vocal group soul music and plaintive soul ballads. That run from doo-wop all the way into the late 70s. Okay. Um, and the time is not what is important. It's just this sort of feeling of uh, being lovelorn, <clears throat> essentially. <clears throat> and um, what I like about that music is that it fits as perfectly for those dudes now that they're 60 as it did when I was, you know, when I was a little kid and they were what, however old they were then and... 15 years before that when it was 1975 and they started liking that kind of music because they're just like, fuck it. They're just like, fuck all of you. I listen to this one really specific thing and it's super chill. It's exactly <laughs> right for being an old dude. You know, it's like, dudes, it's like it's for these guys. It's like Sinatra for two generations before sure. us. Like, you know, any old guy could just listen to Dean Martin and Sinatra forever. That's what low rider oldies are to these old cholos. <laughs> do you still, uh, Jordan? Do you still appreciate music the way you used to? The way when you would go to Tower Records and open it and take off the shrink. Oh, wrap and sure, yeah, no, definitely not, and definitely like, definitely like a big part of my youth was like going to shows. Oh wow, yeah, okay. like, and I mean, I, I just, I went to shows every weekend, definitely. Where did you grow up? Uh, Orange County. Oh, okay. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, I try and get out to see live music, and it definitely is like super invigorating when I do, but like, I, it's something I have to talk myself into. It's a process. Like, yeah, I, like, I, I was God on the way here. Uh, I drove by. Uh, oh, like, what's that theater on Wilshire? The Wiltern. The Wiltern. The Wiltern. I saw that. Uh, uh, Ted Leo and Amy Mann's kind of duet project is is going to be there tonight. And I bought that album, and I love that album. It's terrific. It's one of the best, you know, new things that I've been listening to in a long time. And you've been a Ted Leo fan. I mean, we had Ted Leo in the we had Ted Leo on uh, the Sound of Young America because you booked it when we were still in college ten years ago. Oh sure, yeah. Well, was, what's ago. the our college radio show? I forget. That's, yeah, that's funny. Was, I yeah. totally forget that. Um, yeah. Anyways, but uh, but yeah, like I'm tonight. I'm going to a, a co-workers cocktail party, which uh, is going to be very very fun. But I in you know if this was if this was younger, I if I was younger, I would have dropped everything to go see this show. Yeah. But yeah, so I definitely felt weird driving over here, going like, oh, I would like to go to that. But, but I'm doing something infinitely more adult than seeing this show. It is strange. It's I got strange. I got offered a ticket the other day by a publicist, and I just don't. You don't super often get offered tickets by publicists because I never take them. But I got offered a ticket by a publicist. Excuse me to go see Eels here in Los Angeles, <laughs> mm. and uh, Steve Perry is with Eels, 
Now, I have no emotional connection to Steve Perry, which many people do. Steve Perry. Uh, the longtime lead singer of Journey. Really? Who had not. What does he do with eels? Sings Journey songs and eels songs. Wow. So basically. That's weird. Basically, here's the deal. He had Steve, stage fright, right? Yeah, he just quit singing. Um, I don't know if it, what it was specifically, uh, if it was stage fright or what, but he, he, had not perf- he had not performed in, I think it was at all, in 13 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I mean, this is one of the most popular popular singers of the last 25 years. Um, and then just on the Internet two weeks ago, just a video, Steve Perry sings with eels in Minneapolis. <laughs> um, and it was a trip. And I actually really like eels. And I, uh, um, Mark E from Eels, mm-hmm. uh, was on the show before and he's really nice and he lives in my neighborhood. I've run into him at the grocery store. Um, I like him a lot and I like the band a lot. And it's like, though, this crazy, weird, historic thing to see this legendary pop rock singer, like the one of the maybe the greatest singer of that type of music ever, um, performing with. A, you know, really super weird, credible just, mopey indie rock band. Yeah. And um, and I I knew as soon as he offered, I was like, yeah, I'm not going to that. Hmm. Nope. Got to go home and take care of my family. Wow. Yeah. That was it. Like, I can't. I can't go, really. I can't just go to something. Yeah. Definitely, <laughs> not in the cards. I definitely, if I, I, there used to be, I mean, like, in my at the peak of my show going, yeah. like, if I missed something, if something came through town and I didn't go to see it, it was a little bit of a Rain Man wow. thing. It was like a little bit like someone threw down toothpicks. Wow. And I'm like, I need to cancel everything and see this because if I don't see this, I won't have seen it. What was the age where it stopped? What was the age? Was, was it more about responsibility? Mm. Yours was more. This sounds well, like more like he, responsibility. There was two different things. I used to go when I was in college. Uh-huh. Um, I was, uh, you know, I went to three shows a month, which in Santa Cruz really took some doing. I mean, we were yeah. driving. We would drive up to, you know, there'd be one or two. Like I like rap music, so one or two hip hop shows in Santa Cruz a month. And then we'd be going to Stanford or we'd be going up to San Francisco or we'd yeah. be going up to the East Bay or whatever. And then after I graduated from college, I was with my wife and she likes rap music. But she doesn't, she's not super into going to rap concerts. So it just sort of tapered off. Yeah. But I still would go periodically. But then when I had kids, it was just clunk, hammer uh, dropped. Haven't been, haven't been, I don't think I've been to a show since I had, had my kid. Okay. It was two, almost three years ago now. Hassan, yeah. what's your, what's your live music? Going to man, I it, it it really wakes me up as a performer. It just it just wakes me up, especially the way the direction a lot of hip hop acts and stuff are going. I went to go see Jay Z and Kanye West. Uh, that was amazing. Watch this, their own was incredible. See, that's they both the thing. Come out on things. Yeah, I I have never been to I have never been to a concert bigger than like amphitheater size mm. bigger than 2000 or 1500 i've owned and, uh, and of that i saw aerosmith when i was in sixth grade okay um i saw d'angelo on the voodoo tour and i saw usher when i was uh got free tickets for usher usher was pretty great actually no no, no usher's great you don't have to you don't have to qualify that usher free usher and it was usher Nas, and faith hill um okay um, sounds like a blast uh faith hill uh, wait, not, not Faith, Faith Evans. Evans. Faith Evans. Not Faith Hill, the country singer. <laughs> yeah. That would be an awesome Great lineup. triple bill. Great um, triple bill. Faith Evans can sing her ass off. Opening Holy Cannibal Corpse. Shit. Just throw in something else. She wow. does not know how to put on a show at all. Uh-huh. Uh, it was like her and two backup dancers and nothing else. Uh-huh. Uh, but holy crap, can she sing. Um, 
Uh, and Nas was boring, uh, even though I actually like Nas and don't care that much about Usher. Uh-huh. But um, anyway, so like I've been to a couple of those amphitheater type shows, but Outcast are coming to uh, the arena here. Oh in Los yeah, Angeles. the BET experience. The BET experience. Hey, hey, hey. I, I kind of want to go to the BET experience. Yeah, and um, you know, Outcast are my favorite hip hop group of all time, and. Uh, I've never seen them in concert like they by the time I was, you know, old enough to really go to uh, shows, they had stopped doing shows. <laughs> right. right. Um, so, yeah, like I, on the one hand, I want to go. On the other hand, I'm like, mm, this could be lame. And then I would be really disappointed that I spent three hundred dollars or whatever. So what gives you the chills? What rattles the cages for you now? Uh, uh, you know, I still have uh, a prepping. <laughs> yeah, hard, oh, yeah. intense okay. fucking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. A, um, Especially just like illicit gay sex, like just right. out in the fucking woods. Right, sure. Just a random dude that I haven't yeah. met. I'm, he's just pounding my ass. Uh huh. Uh huh. Just because um, I'm married, I'm getting and, into. Right. I'm getting, publicly, I'm straight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm getting into image. jazz now. <laughs> just like jazz, mellow yeah, like jazz. Like time signatures, you really get really uh, gives you a boner. Sure, yeah. Um, you know, I have a, a, a prejudice that is, that I still have from my young days of going to shows. It's sure. like, uh, the smaller the place, the better. Okay. Like, you know, like when you go to punk rock shows, you're like, right. oh, where are they playing? Oh, that's, it's pretty big. You know, right, right, uh, right. so yeah, I definitely still turn up my nose at like amphitheatery type things. I definitely want to see something in a small room, uh-huh. as small a room as possible. Uh-huh. Uh, so yeah, definitely when I'm in a small room seeing a band, I'm like, yeah, this is it. This, this is where it's this at. room is so small. <laughs> yeah, there's 80 people here. <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, so I definitely feel like when I go to something right. Right. and it's small, I'm like, yeah, this is the best. I'll tell okay. you one thing that makes me feel like I, some like I'm about to die. Like uh, three or four years ago, I got in a car accident. I uh, was rear-ended, and I got a back injury. And it's not that severe of a back injury. It's a bummer, but it's not crippling or anything. It doesn't prevent me from doing anything. But uh, one thing that I learned is a couple years ago, we had Mavis Staples on the show. And she was doing a show um, literally uh, at the bottom of the hill where I lived, like six blocks from my house. And... Uh, the Staples Singers are one of my favorite groups of all time. I went down to see Mavis Staples, and I, like, couldn't stand up the whole time. <laughs> oh, wow. Like, I was like, oh, no, this is a real problem. Like, I can only stand up for about 45 minutes straight. Like, oh, wow. And a concert is three hours long. Very humbling. And when you're in a club, there's nowhere to sit down unless you're one of the people who, like, f- threw bows to, like, catch one of the 20 seats in the club. Yeah. Um, and it was a real bummer. The same thing happened to me. Uh, my wife and I went to see uh, one of my favorite jazz singers, Ho- Jose James, uh, out in Santa Monica. And it, 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 the same thing happened. I, we watched two-thirds of the show, and I was like, I don't think I can stand up anymore. I have to go home. And it was like, that sucks. Is that why companies just they, they stop after that 35-year-old mark? Because they go, look, your legs and knees can't even handle <laughs> yeah, watching think, or consuming any of this stuff? I think so. I think that's I think really? that's how demographics work. Because after 35, maybe it's just like, look, they don't have the time, resources, or mental energy to even give a shit anymore. Yeah, well, that's so why what, even cater? Yeah, exactly. I mean, with the exception of Dr. Scholes, who do very well in that market. Yeah, Dr. <laughs> Scholes knows that it's 35 Have plus. you guys seen Dr. Scholes live? <laughs> Dude, it's a different experience. You hear, the, you hear the record and 
you're I like, saw, yeah, this is good, but there's an energy there. I, I saw them on a double energy. bill with Dr. Dog, and it was a, it was sure. a hell of a show. Uh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're going to want to take some shrooms before that. Well, you've, I'll tell you when you want to take some shrooms. When you see them with Dr. John. <laughs> with the night tripper, and he's doing the whole, that's oh, sure. what you want to. Sure. Yeah. And, of course, when Dr. Demento comes out. <laughs> <laughs> Honks his bicycle horn. Uh Here's a, uh, this is a, on the topic of live music. I think I mentioned this. A c- <laughs> it's a Dr. Demento. <laughs> it's the doctor's tour. Oh, one time Dr. Dr. Phil comes out and yells yeah. at everyone. And, one uh, time Dr. Demento was on the sound of Young America. You know what Dr. Demento's like? Dr. Demento? Yeah. Okay. A hundred percent. Could have guessed. Yeah. Um, I talked a couple months ago. Well, months ago on the show. When did this happen? Anyway, uh, a couple months back, uh, me and a buddy of mine went to see uh, Chance the Rapper. Okay. And uh, it, the surprise was that we were the oldest guys there. Wow. Easy. I mean, it was it was kids. You know, it so was. It's all just like high school like kids. kids. Yeah, whose moms dropped them off at this thing. Okay. And it was so it was super super weird. And you know, we we just felt bizarre. And uh, we're kind of like sitting there waiting for the show to start, you know, just drinking these, you know, giant $12 Nokia Center beers uh-huh. uh, and just feeling weird about ourselves. And my buddy uh, is talking to a he's, he's talking to he starts talking to the guy sitting next to us, which is weird. I'm like, well, I don't know. Not, neither of us knows what to do. Who cares? Go like, for it. it. Was weird. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. And yeah. he just and I'm just kind of like spacing out. And, and there's like a DJ on stage at this point, kind of just doing nothing interesting at all and my buddy taps me and he says hey give me forty dollars and for whatever reason i just gave it to him i didn't really know i did it didn't what seem, are you gonna say it did yeah yeah jack's asking Seems you for important. 40 bucks and you just say yes so i give him so i give if him you got the, if you got the 40 on you oh i've got the 40 here's here's the thing i uh, <laughs> uh on uh, monday nights i uh coach a sketch group these guys are paying me in cash. Oh, okay. So I'm always rolling with about eighty bucks in cash. Oh, I thought at you all time. I thought you did the thing where you were a Boy Scout and you went to the Wells Fargo ATM that's right outside the Nokia <laughs> Center and goes, "I may need cash in there." And that's then right. You cash out. My buddy might going. ask me for forty dollars. Yeah. Uh, so I give him the forty ducks, and then he, uh, and then he hands me this tiny plastic bag, and he's like, "I just bought Molly from this guy." Okay. I should probably do it. Uh huh. And uh, just, I mean, just. Out of this is maybe fifty percent curiosity, fifty percent discomfort. Okay, sure. That's a drug that is popular in mixed company generally. Oh, correct. Sure. Yeah, like like oh, that you will try and fuck on it. Is yeah. that what you're talking about? Yeah. I don't know. Jack's a nice guy. Okay. He's a cool dude. We, you know, we get along pretty well. There's some woods outside. And, uh, you know, yeah, exactly. There's some woods. You know what I've always been fascinated with drug culture is that. Like, especially in the United States, we don't trust each other at all. It's like, I don't want you to check my internet history, uh, personal boundaries, blah, blah, blah. And then you will literally consume something right, from that, some uh, rando. Guy, yeah. In hindsight, this was dangerous and stupid. Yeah. I should but not But people have done do this. it all the time. Sure. And that's really interesting to me. That juxtaposition is really funny to me. How was yeah. the experience? Was it really it good? It was great. We had so much fun. Uh-huh. Uh, so, I mean, I guess, I guess my solution... I guess the takeaway from this is, uh, you know, if you feel weird and sometimes you do get a little too old for live music, sure, just do some drugs. Mm. Do some drugs. I just assumed that your takeaway from this was going to be that you really missed out on raves. I know, yeah. Oh, yeah. I never went to a rave. That's definitely something that, like, people my age are nostalgic about. They like, like to talk about 
you know talk about the first rave they went to, and I just can't uh-huh. uh, I can't hang out. in that You know what? Like I, um, as listeners probably know, I'm generally speaking straight edge, um, but uh, ecstasy mm-hmm. was the one drug that I've always been curious about because I've always heard such great things. Yeah. I mean, well, yeah, this is an ecstasy specifically, but it was really fun. I mean, we just kind of walked around. We went to like a bar afterwards, and, and we must have been the most obnoxious guys in there. I remember us having a loud conversation about like literally the meaning of life. <laughs> like we literally were two fucked up guys talking about the meaning uh-huh. of life. Uh-huh. Really and there loudly. was a, there was a point where I, my wife and I had this conversation, and I was like, you know, if I ever if I ever did drugs, I feel like I would do. I feel like I would do ecstasy or one of those new ecstasies, which is what sure. your Molly's in your MDMA. For me, yeah, yeah. it's psychedelic mushrooms, hands down. See, now my wife, hands down. My wife had already done that. And that was only done, and that was only introduced through the Steve Jobs uh, biography. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. When they said they, you know, he would go out and he'd go into fields and have the whole vision thing, and that's why he thought he was better than uh, you know Bill Gates, because Bill Gates was kind of a square bear, and he's like, no, nah, I did mushrooms, and I did acid, and it expanded my mind. And I'm like, that's how you invent the iMac? I'm in. I, yeah. I uh, had this conversation with my wife, and she said, you know, I have a friend who could probably get us some, like, maybe we should do it. And I was like, yeah, maybe we should do it. And I was you know, pretty serious about it. Like, you know, like, we're, we're adults. Like, we, we can do this safely. Like, granted, it's illegal, but um, it might be kind of cool, you know? And it's not going to lead me down. To, like, I'm pretty comfortable with the fact that it's not going to sure. lead me down a path of drug excess. Mm-hmm. You sure. know what I mean? Uh, and then we yeah, I think of, when you, we <laughs> I think it, when to get drugs, if you need your wife's friend to help you, uh-huh. <laughs> you're not a guy. It's not going to be, uh, it's not going to be shoved in your face at multiple, uh, at multiple junctures. Well, I had called Chance the rapper, mm-hmm. and his line was busy. Oh, sure. Mm-hmm. So I just with my wife's friend, yeah, sort of. And uh, then we didn't get it together. Then we had a baby, and now we'll never do it. <laughs> That's the end of that. Mm. Like, who's gonna? Who's gonna? Who would I do the drugs with? It's not. I would want to do them with my wife. Oh, Number you're not. Gonna, you're not gonna be one of those parents that does that smokes the weed with the kids. There's one in my building. I can tell because she pushes around her baby, and she's stanky. <laughs> oh, okay. It's like gross, smelly. Uh-huh. Okay. But that's not that. I don't feel like. I feel like marijuana is the least bad. Yeah. Like I think. Um. I think the problem is I don't. I don't really advocate. I. I think it's probably a bad idea uh, to use marijuana and take care of kids. But um. Uh. Certainly, out of all of the possible intoxicants, I, it's the one I would pick. But I do think that like uh, something something like genuinely big time mind altering. One of my favorite intoxicants of choice right now is yerba mate green tea. I love doing mm, a, love yeah, doing a brew sure. of that. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm actually yeah, I'm actually Just yerba mate. That's yeah, yeah, hey man, I, I'm actually like you. I don't do any drugs yep. or alcohol or anything like that. I just I just can't function without it. If I stay out too late. I, I feel like I'm like, what am I doing? I'm I'm really fucked up right now. Can I tell morning. you, we had we had a show last night, mm-hmm. um, a fantastic show. Our thanks to our friends, my brother, my brother, and me, the McElroy brothers, for inviting mm. us to do that show. It was a real blast. Thanks to everyone who came out. Um, and <laughs> we went we went to an Indian restaurant beforehand, and uh, Jordan had a friend who worked there, and that we didn't even know was going to be there, but we ran into him and. We ordered dinner, and uh, as is often nicely the case when you run into someone you know that works at the restaurant that you're at, a couple of things came out that we had in order that were like fun things, and one of them was uh, little tiny chais, 
two little tiny chais. Okay. Oh, in like you shot know, glasses. In shot glasses. Like we're looking at three and a half ounces each of chai. I drank that chai and because I hadn't had any caffeine in except for, you know, the occasional chai that someone brought me <laughs> in four or five years or however long it's been, I was fucking flying four ounces of chai i was ready to like fight somebody yeah, i was like ready to like how was your did you get to sleep that night i did get to sleep that night okay. i know i crashed i i was cr- by the time our show started i was like starting to go downhill <laughs> like it literally lasted 90 minutes or two hours yeah and i was like oh, i love timing it out like 30 minutes or 40 minutes yeah. before a performance yeah Ooh, and then it, then it hits you in the clarity. All of a sudden, you're sure. fucking Dane Cook. I'm <laughs> <laughs> out there. Boom, 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 yeah. boom. Yeah. Get in the power squad. Exactly. <clears throat> and then I'm just, I feel like I'm in the Matrix and I took the right pill. And I'm like, yeah. okay, I can see it all. Yeah. Yeah, you're am, selling yeah. those jokes. Got, speaking of uh, speaking of Rain Man feeling like he needs to count all the toothpicks. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a joke that I wanted to make in our show last night but didn't get a chance to. Can I make it here? Just I would so love I can, to hear the joke. Safe place. Yeah, and thanks, it may guys. be that, that people hear this show that we did last night a week, a few weeks sure, from now. Sure, yeah, yeah. You know, assuming the recording came out okay, I haven't listened to it yet. Uh, it might, We might use it as a fill-in show if we're on vacation or something like that. Um, so... You know, uh, this is going to be an interesting. Yeah, I mean, I'll have to do a little bit of, of setup, and again, I don't want to step on what we talked about, right, uh, on the show. But I think this is—it's worth sharing, and it definitely did keep me up a little bit that I didn't get this off, and you know, just for my for my peace of mind. Thank you guys for letting me. Yeah, yeah, go do for this. it. Uh, so a, a big, uh, I think, you know, definitely the the audience favorite topic um, last night that we talked about was uh, the fact that I. Uh, I recently shaved my uh, balls and pubic hair for the first time. Mm-hmm. Uh, just shaved, you know, right not, off. Not trying to off. brag. Not soup to nuts. About the shave. Shaved it Not off. trying to brag about the shave or the fact that it was the audience's favorite topic. <laughs> Keep going. Um, so, yeah, I don't want to, you know, that that whole story will be, on, um, will be on the show if we release it. So, you know, listen to it when it comes out. But just as the setup, I have recently... For the first time, shaved off my uh, my pubic hair. And you and I and our friend Janet Varney mm-hmm. had a discussion. About yeah, that. we got into it. Mm. So, um, you know, a lot of people say that when you uh, shave off your pubic hair, your penis will look bigger because of an optical illusion. Uh, mine doesn't look any bigger, but people can't seem to tell if it's a face or two vases. <laughs> Is that worth going back for? That was a lot of fun. Thanks. Can I tell? How you- do you think that would have done at the show? Would not have done well. Okay. No. I'm glad we... My brother, my brother, and me fans would not have liked that joke. <laughs> That's a solid joke. <laughs> Arguably, they didn't like the topic of discussion. The, the two people that came to see uh, us, mm-hmm. I think they would have enjoyed it. Oh, good. Um, we actually, you know, I, we actually went, it went really well. It was really fun. Um, and we got some great reviews on Twitter. And I thought this was one of the best reviews mm-hmm. we've ever gotten. I wanted to share it. Sure. Um, it was from Ham Medley. Mm-hmm. This was a review of our show. At him medley? Uh, no, at Big Nosed Bully. Oh, okay. Who Good. calls him or herself Ham Medley. Okay. Um, it was a review of our show with our friend Janet Varney, mm-hmm. which we did last night. Watching Jordan Jesse go. And this girl is Jill Varney and on Cora, I guess. Pretty funny, guys. Oh. That's, wow. 
you know, that makes it all worth it. Yeah, that's what you do. That this makes it for. all worth it. I apo- I'm sorry that you've never gotten a review like that, Hassan. I, I assume. Oh, I've gotten some terrible. I've gotten I've gotten ripped a new one on Reddit. Yeah, oh, well, yeah. because you're so lousy, but we're really good. So oh, we get okay. yeah, awesome yeah, yeah, reviews yeah, right, like right, that. Right, right, right. Yeah, right. I'm not trying to be a dick or anything. Yeah, yeah. I'm just 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 spitting facts. If mm. that's the worst it gets, I'm a raw truth soldier. Sure. Mm-hmm. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Moore's boy detective, Hassan Minaj, young, brown, and pretty. He is, folks. Uh, sponsors on this week's program are friends at Hulu Plus. You've heard of Hulu. Why don't you kick it up a notch? Boom, as Emerald would say. <laughs> There's all sorts of episodes of your favorite shows on Hulu Plus. Family Guy, Parks and Recreation, The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon, and entire epi- uh, excuse me, entire runs of Community and South Park. Every single episode of Community and South Park. If I it- don't know. We've looked into whether they have any episodes of Emerald sitcom. We do not know yet. We do not know yet, but we do think he still has the potential for a hit show in him, a hit fictional show Mm. in him. He's got a lot of talent. I'm looking into combining him with a hologram of celebrity chef Paul Prudhomme. (laughs) I'm not being paid to say this, but I will say that the interface of Hulu Plus on PS3 is fantastic. That is a nice interface. It's I, a Hassan, really, I agree with it's you. It's a on really that. great, easy to use interface. Before my PS3 bricked, I had Hulu Plus on it. Great interface. Wait, your PS3 bricked? It did, yeah. Oh wait, PS3 is not the new one. No, I got, I got, uh-huh. a, I got a PS4, and it's doing just fine. Okay, well, uh, the good news is, no matter what you have, Hulu works on it. Roku's, Apple TVs, Xboxes, Playstations. Basically anything, and you also get access to their original shows, like their show Deadbeat, a comedy about a pot-smoking guy who talks to ghosts. Speaking of Hulu Plus and fresh catchphrases that are still in the ether, it's time to make the donuts, and it's time to sign up for Hulu Plus. You go to HuluPlus.com slash JJGo, and you get two free weeks. That's HuluPlus.com slash JJGo. And... We also want to thank our good friends at Earwolf. You know, Earwolf. You know, Earwolf. Earwolf is an old timey car piloted by Jay Leno. Earwolf goes putt 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 all the way around Burbank. Earwolf makes some of our favorite non Max Fun shows, shows that we have been guests on, shows that past Jordan Jesse Go guests have hosted or do host, continue to host. Sklarbro Country. Uh, how did this get made? Uh, comedy Bang Bang, uh, all kinds of great shows. But did you know that they also have a cool website called Earwolf.com? That sounds like a fun place to hang out. Yeah, just go there, hang out. You know what I recommend you do? Find an episode of a show that uh, Jordan or I have been the guest on. Mm-hmm. Go into their discussion thread for that episode and say, "Hey, Jordan or Jesse, were really good on this." I should check out Jordan Jesse Go. I bet that's really good. <laughs> right? Yeah. Spam their forums. Spam that's their forums. Saying. Spam their forums. No, our sincere yeah. thanks, our very sincere thanks to our friends at Earwolf. So head over to Earwolf.com. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Hassan Minaj. Young, brown, kind. Yeah. You know what? That's true, too. Yeah. Although. as true as the other one, I'd say. 
all he's of, as kind as he is pretty. I kind of feel like it's a sort of a transparent play to be the next Dalai Lama. Yeah. <sighs> and that's not how you get to become the Dalai yeah, Lama. Yeah, you, you have to the kill Dalai the Dalai Lama. Right, right, right. No, that's Highlander. Right, right, right. Trial by right, right. Jordan, combat. That's a high, there can be only And usually Dalai Lamas in training don't plug their ascension to becoming the next Dalai Lama. <laughs> it's very against the way. Anyway, the uh, Hey, guys, um, come see me at Largo next week. Right, right. I'm trying to become the next Dalai Lama. Right, right. So just get out there yeah, on yeah. Twitter. The yeah. real next Dalai Lama is doing WTF right now. Right. <laughs> Um, Hassan, I do want to know about. I want to know about this. Uh, I want to know about this uh, world stand-up comedy after operation that you're running. It's called Stand Up Planet. I did a about uh, a year and a half ago. We it, filmed this. The Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation approached uh, approached us about this opportunity where they said, "Look, uh, we want to find new and interesting ways to convey the narrative of of uh, kind of uh, uh, life around the world." I can tell you what it is: mosquito nets. Right. <laughs> look, no, no, no. What they wanted was <laughs> they wanted some jokes about mosquito nets. Because look, this is the thing: they didn't want poverty porn. Essentially, they didn't. They didn't want like a meat mabutu for seventeen cents a day. You can da da da. They wanted to find a new and interesting narrative. To but talk you do about have a stuff. soundtrack by Sarah McLaughlin. Right? I do. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, to sleep with Mono. <laughs> right, 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 right. All that work had to work. Got to. Yeah. Yeah, yeah fair enough. He leaves the goggles on, everybody. <laughs> That's part of that fucking Bono. So they, um, uh, which would have been, that's a great, that's, that would be super fun. But, uh, Bill and Melinda, if you're listening, thank you so much for giving us on this channel. <laughs> right, 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 right. And, uh, they, 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 we, we were like, well, st- there's stand- these stand up comedy scenes that are springing up around the world in Egypt and South Africa and Nigeria and a lot of comics on state South Africa and India and a lot of comics are getting on stage and they are talking about a lot of the, their day to day life. And some of that stuff includes HIV and AIDS awareness, sanitation issues, mosquito nets, uh, pooping in holes. So, uh, Bill and Melinda Gates, they had this initiative to reinvent the toilet in India. Mm-hmm. And so they said, let's follow the joke into comedians lives. And there's comedians that were talking about some of that stuff. There's comedians on stage talking about gender roles and stuff like that. Let's talk about that and follow their life into, uh, follow their joke into their life and see how true that is in South Africa, comics were talking about HIV and AIDS awareness and, uh, you know, losing loved ones to HIV and AIDS and the cultural shame that's attached to that. So we followed their life to be like, you know, this is like real life. It's not contrived from a joke book. When you say we, does that mean that you traveled the world talking to these people and visiting their poop holes? Correct. That's cool. Yeah. That sounds yeah. fun. Where'd you go? We went to Mumbai and we went to Johannesburg. Oh. So for this first iteration, we went to Mumbai and we met uh, a bunch of comedians there. And then in we went to South Africa at Johannesburg and then met a bunch of comedians there. Then brought back a couple of the comedians from India and South Africa here to the States to perform you know, with me, some of my friends, James Adomian, Michelle Buteau, Nate Bargatze. And then we all got to interview... Um, Norman Lear and Carl Reiner and Bill Cosby, who are all advisors on the project. So we kind of shared this global comedy experience, which is really rad. Had you ever been to Had you ever been to either of those cities? I'd been to India a bunch, but I had not been to Mumbai specifically. And the scene there is incredible. Where does someone do comedy uh, there? Like, they, I mean, there's not like clubs, right? Yeah. So now, Just on top of com- a tuk-tuk. Yeah, yeah. And now comedy clubs are starting to like spring up. Oh, huh. So what's so crazy is seeing, I mean, and maybe this is just out of virtue of just like sheer population. You'll see a comic start to become really big and then they'll just tweet out a random black box theater or a cafe that they're performing at and it'll just be packed that night. Oh, cool. But now they have like traditional comedy clubs that are in like strip malls and you'll like go to. And you still have to buy 
chicken fingers and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No matter where you... Miller Lite. Yeah, 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 yeah. This guy knows what I'm talking about, just in whatever respective language. <laughs> sure. yeah, yeah, my yeah. Uh, my dad used to go to Mumbai a lot for work, and huh. I remember, you know, he's he's been many. He used to uh, used to work in third world development, actually. Hmm. And um, the thing that he would say about Mumbai was it was the most intense city that he had ever been to more than china including bangkok i don't know i don't he i don't think i don't remember him ever going to china but more than bangkok more than you know all these different places that he went to like mumbai was like the most teeming of teeming cities yeah i think everybody at at one point in their life should go to india specifically a big country a big city like delhi or mumbai because literally everything is just right in your face inches away so it's just like poverty excess people animals Rickshaw, everything is just like right there. It's a, it's uh it's it's unlike anything you've ever. Chicken experienced. fingers, chicken fingers, <laughs> comedy, <laughs> ten dollar Miller Lite. The differences between men and women. Yeah, yeah. everybody's on Tinder these days, right? Um, so yeah, where did you guys perform when you uh, brought them to America? We performed at the Laugh Factory here, and coincidentally, I actually went over there and I performed at there. They had a comedy store over there. Oh wow! The Mumbai Comedy Store, which do is, they have a rooster tea feathers. Which is yeah, cockatiel do. Sure. Uh, both of those places, bo- both uh, South Africa and India, obviously have a lot of people that speak English. Are people doing? Are people doing? Uh, comedy in, in the native English tongue. or in yeah. or in a mix or in different so so at the at the English speaking stand up comedy clubs people would mainly do English but they would switch into like if I was in Johannesburg someone would switch into Tswana or Zulu or whatever and they would maybe do a joke where they're like joke 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 da 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 and then da 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 in like a language I don't understand and I'm like oh what's da 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 because the laugh was on da 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 like I miss but you know what's one thing that was cool is that you can tell who's funny like there's just a rhythm and cadence to people that are funny and so yeah like also there's a group of people in the club uh huh and a lot of times if you listen to them you can hear they make a noise mm-hmm. that indicates funniness <laughs> yeah yeah and. uh it, that was that was a uh, it was really really incredible. But yeah, I performed at you know black box theaters and just uh, I performed. I just kind of like immersed myself in in the scene. It was pretty rad. That sounds pretty awesome. It was amazing. Who was your who is your number one comedian from uh uh comedian from a third world nation that you wreck? Well, these are second world nations. Yeah, India. Two, second mix of second and third world nations, depending on where you are. Right. Um, that you recommend people could like look up a YouTube clip of or something. Yeah, one of my favorite comedians out of India is his name's uh, Tanmay Bhatt. T a n m a y b h a t t. He's hilarious. I call him Indian Ian Carmel. It's so funny <laughs> going to other countries and being like, "Oh, like you're like the South African version of this guy that already that exists in the states." That's really interesting. That was really funny to me. Where I'm just like, "Oh, hey, what's up, South African Matt Besser?" Like you kind of <laughs> you kind of like look like him, and you have his cadences. Oh, I'm so excited to meet South African Matt, Matt Besser. <laughs> it's just like great. super high, super cranky. Yeah, yeah. Super from just, South Africa. Yeah, and I'm just like always yeah. talking about Arkansas Razorbacks football. Uh-huh. uh-huh. And so uh yeah, and then in South Africa, one of the funniest comics up there. He's he's very 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 big. I mean, a lot of people already know about Trevor Noah, who's here in the states now, but uh I would say Luiso Gola is 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 very very funny. That's really exciting. And this this is this is airing on this is going on PBS, right? This is on PBS right now and uh it is streaming if you do not Check your local listings. It's streaming at on, on uh, standupplanet.org. You can check it out. It's just streaming Oh, that online. is awesome. I'm glad because I literally don't get PBS. Hmm. 
good work, PBS Los Angeles system. There is, uh, if you don't have cable in Los Angeles. But you get KCT, and it's on KCT. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Fantastic. What is on KCT, out of curiosity? Uh, there is a show called uh, Hello, like Southern California. Masters of Aviation that is like one of their, is literally one of their like building block shows. It is a show about airplanes. Okay. Uh, and it's not, it's just like, it's not, that it has no, it's just fucking airplanes. <laughs> They'll rerun some California's Gold on there too. Okay. Yeah, they KCT. have a, yeah, they got a pretty deep well of California's mm-hmm. Gold episodes. Kuhlhauser is a big part of their. Okay. Yeah. They, well, the thing is, is like, they don't even get the A crop of international television programs because that has been licensed to the PBS stations locally. So they are, they're airing like weird ITV shows from England that aren't even that popular in England uh-huh. and like trying to, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a real situation. Okay. It's a real situation. But everyone gets it. But everyone gets it because it's the strongest. What happened is for folks who don't know, Los Angeles is PBS station left PBS like two years ago. Oh wow. Uh, they just told PBS to go fuck themselves because they didn't like paying for PBS affiliation. And now they air a mix of, uh, insightful uh, documentaries produced by the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation mm-hmm. and weird shows about aviation history. Okay. Good to know. Hey, you want to do momentous occasions? I'd love to. So would I. When something momentous happens to you, our listeners, we have you call us. Our number, 206-984-4FUN, 206-984-4FUN. For a segment called Momentous Occasions, let's hear the first call. Hi, Jordan. Hi, Jesse. Uh... I guess I'm pointing in with a moment of horror, I guess, because I was just walking down the street to the grocery store like a normal person, and something flew into my head, and it was a crow, a living crow, just flew into my head, uh, and I went to the grocery store and was so in shock that I just bought some lemons and left because I couldn't remember what I was doing because a crow flew <laughs> into my head and now I need to shave off my hair and burn it. I don't know what to do. Uh, I think this might be an omen of some kind. Yeah, it's an omen that you weren't taking crows seriously. Well, I mean, you know, I understand that we're quick to blame the crow. Yes. Is it possible that crows are evil. Yes. Is it possible, Is it this possible young that lady, they're pl- plotting against us? This yes. young lady <laughs> had corn hair. Seems unlikely. I'm just saying. Listen, I'm with you. I understand why you don't trust crows. I'm just saying I think we should probably check and make sure this young lady didn't have some sort of corn hair that the crow was trying to get. You know what she should have bought when she went into that grocery store? Crow poison. Oh, yeah. Crow gun? Mm-hmm. You're going to want to get those at Kroger. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, I fucking hate crows. Yeah. Fuck you, crows. You're a bullshit bird. You make the world a worse place. You're mean. You're ugly. I saw a crow repeatedly attacking these two birds that were trying to defend their nest over and over and over and over and over. Was it a corn nest? That. Now, see, now, that I couldn't tell. Yeah. I think it's unlikely that the woman had corn hair, but whether it was a corn nest <laughs> is tough for me to say. Could have been kernels in there. Could have been silk. Sure. Husk. Silk from the husk. Mm-hmm. Seems possible. Yeah. yeah. I'm just saying. I mean, no, you're if you're just a saying. crow, you're going to try and get the corn. 
No, you don't answer the questions. You just ask them. Yeah. I get it. I'm just trying to be provocative here. You know what also sucks about being a crow, though, is that, you, that your, your image. So that you suck so much. Hmm. Yeah, but. That's what sucks about being a crow. You're such a fucking asshole. Hmm. But you know how certain animals just don't look nice and people don't like them? Sure. Crows are kind of like that. You know how certain animals are always getting together and coming up with schemes <laughs> to fuck with people? Like hyenas? No, like crows. Okay. Do hyenas fuck with people? Oh yeah, I went on a safari and saw that. Are they the crows of mammals? And and, and you know what's interesting is that one of the one of the people there was like hyenas have a really bad rep. They're actually not that bad. And I'm like, no, they were in collusion with Scar to kill Mufasa. They're horrible people. Sure. You know a little something about Africa. Yeah. You gave you went down there to tell those give those people a piece of your mind. That I did. I've seen the Lion King. That I did. That That, was your big. That's how I made all my judgments of the animals based on their own the Lion King. Oh yeah. So when I saw that warthog. I was like Pumbaa and Timon. That was your big. That was your big. Uh, that was your big opener when you got down there. Yeah. Uh, when you hit the stage there in Johannesburg, <laughs> you said, "Yeah, I know a little something about Africa. I seen the Lion King." So uh, where's these uh, karate monkeys you guys have? Right. <laughs> where's these uh, monkeys that know karate. And I had them at Lion King. Yeah. Yep. Let's take our next call. Hi, Jordan, Jesse, Go. This is Dylan from Kansas City with uh, Momentous Occasion. Uh, me and my girlfriend were just driving home and passed a sign pointing towards um, the north, and it's just said the words diaper party. All right. Have a great day. Yeah. Nice. Sounds like uh, sounds like they stumbled upon some adult baby shit. Yeah. Diaper party. Somebody call Kevin Allison. Yeah, right? I just assume that Kevin Allison's into anything that I hear about, <laughs> or at least knowledgeable about. Sure, yeah. Knows and positive the... and encouraging towards. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, I love that guy. Um, diaper party. Is there anything else it could be? I mean, I guess maybe it's... I think what know... it is, is it's a party. I think the literal... There's two things diaper party is. Mm-hmm. One is I think it's like a uh, baby shower type okay. situation where everybody brings diapers so that the... Mom doesn't have to buy diapers for the first whatever. Yeah. It's three, six months. Right. Uh, but I think a lot of people use that as a cover for adult baby fucking. Gotcha. Mm. I mean, it's those two. So I think it's those two things, about 50-50. Yeah. Like if a couple is having a baby shower and you maybe notice that the woman isn't pregnant or it seems like she should be showing more, maybe they're just into adult baby shit. Mm. Right. Or like if you show up to what you think is a baby shower. Mm-hmm. And you, you know, things are moving along normally, but you notice that you're erect. It's probably one of those adult sure. baby things, sure. Mm-hmm. Or that you're, um, you're lubricated. Yeah, it's probably depending a, on your gender. It's probably a hard conversation to have later. Is that like, hey, we brought you all that stuff. Did you guys ever have that baby? You're like, oh no, we lost it. They're just using it for sex. Right. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, but you can't say anything. Yeah. Uh, did Teresa have baby showers? Teresa had a baby shower the first time, but not the second okay. time. Is that gauche to have two baby showers, or are you no, usually? No, it's not necessarily gauche, but we were, you know, maybe we would have if we lived in the same place as all of Teresa's relatives mm-hmm. that wanted to have a baby shower. Maybe we would have if we were having a girl after we were having a boy, but the truth was there just wasn't any stuff we wanted people to buy us. Sure. There was like, like Teresa's parents and like a couple of aunts got together and bought us a new uh, car seat or something. I don't remember. There was some th- practical thing that we actually needed, and they insisted on buying us something. And we're like, well, you could get us a new car seat, 
but you know we don't need any more uh, blankies. All anyone buys you at a at a baby shower, by the way, is blankies, blankies and stuffed animals. Like those assholes. No, I'm just those saying. thoughtful assholes. If you're if you're going to a baby shower, just don't bring a blankie, and don't bring a a, a stuffy. Sure. And don't bring newborn clothes. That's three things you shouldn't bring. Why? To a What's baby wrong shower. with newborn clothes? Bring three to six or six to twelve clothes. Because everybody else is going to bring newborn clothes because newborn clothes are so cute. And, uh, right, but like, newborn right. clothes only last for like a month and you already have too many anyway. And newborns don't wear clothes because they don't leave the house because they're newborns. And all you, you're doing is crawling around your house trying to put enough food in your mouth and your baby's mouth right. that no one dies. <laughs> you're, not like, you're not like headed, headed off to a christening in newborn clothes. So right. it needs to look really cute. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Spread it out a little bit. Get a three to six. Get a six to 12. There's nothing wrong with that. I wouldn't go that much further beyond that because then you're burdening them with storage. But Right. <laughs> Just buy it an adult tuxedo. Yeah. Because it's going to need to go to a uh, It's going to have to go to prom. Yeah. Two proms. Sure. Yeah. You know, what if it gets invited to a charity gala? Oh. How do you know if the baby's going to be fat or not, though? That's a really good That's question. It's also very optimistic for you to say two proms. I would assume well, it's junior and senior. I well, guess, right? I mean, but yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Hey, hey, I didn't, I didn't go to junior or senior. You didn't go to either prom. I didn't go to either prom. Too handsome. I got. Uh, you went to a special handsome prom. No, no, no I, uh, I got stood up senior. Oh no! Oh. Did you? You didn't just go stag? I didn't go stag. I was too, too heartbroken too. You and then, hung and then around at home and watched Star Trek: Next Generation. I, pl- I, I played Mario Kart. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then junior, junior, uh, junior just didn't end up going. Yeah. Yeah, Jordan went to eight proms. Eight proms. Were you were you class president? Uh, I w- what was I? I was something. Okay. Oh, I was homecoming king. No kidding. Yeah, yeah. Were you when you were in that moment present? You're there sure. in your homecoming, and they're putting the crown on. Were you like, I can live forever? Oh, totally. Yeah, I even I even played a round of Russian roulette on the football field, just yeah. to prove to everyone that I was fucking invincible. And he Amazing. had like a rusty, scary gun, like the kind of gun where it could go. It could explode in his hand in addition to just shooting yeah, a bullet. Yeah, my grandpa into talk, t- took it off of a body in Da Nang. Mm. If yeah. you so, want to envision the kind no, of No, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. I already see it. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, the good news is that his talks did have a place for a concealed carry. Mm-hmm. But that's just because he got it from his grandpa. Right. <laughs> he used to he go to a lot of military of a... evening events. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, definitely like uh, as a. As a drama goofball in high school, like definitely the number one thing for my group of friends was to like get dressed up silly and go to one of the dances and act silly. So uh, amazing. Went to, a, went to a lot of dances. Yeah, that was good basically times. my entire high school yeah. all the time. Good so. times. Uh, good times. Uh, embarrassed looking back at it. Someone okay. on Facebook posted uh, posted a montage of one of our dances where like everybody is just in like goofy Disney outfits and right. I think I'm wearing like. Pantaloons or something like that, and a feather in my cap. It was. Uh, I definitely wanted to uh, go back in time and Wait, pants what is myself. a goofy Disney outfit? Oh, like a like a Mickey Mouse head? No, like uh, just like I mean, it looks like you would be a character walking around, just like a like a princess, like a Disney princess. And some of the guys were like in, you know, like kind of Romeo and Juliet type outfits. We were we were goofballs, wow, insufferable goofballs. Yeah. But it sounds like a blast. Yeah, oh, it was fun at the time, and I'm, you know, and I'm super, super glad that yeah. that was my high school and not, you know, racing raised trucks or, right, 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 right. you know, getting <laughs> getting drunk at the, you know, at the jet ski 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. shoot off area or the <laughs> other like <laughs> options that were available to me in Orange County. Right. I'm glad that's what I did. But also when I saw it on Facebook, I wanted to punch myself in the dick. Right. Right. Good night, yeah. Moon. That's another thing you shouldn't get someone. They already have a copy of Goodnight Moon. That's a, wow, that's really great. These There's are very, nothing wrong with Goodnight Moon. Get the baby Moon. a copy of The Similarian. <laughs> it lets you know lots of backstory that you need to know when mm-hmm. you're reading The Lord of the Rings. Who yeah. wrote what song? Where dwarves come from? Yeah. yeah. Babies Perfect. love The Similarian. Maybe in Carta 95. It'll that be, is oh, really good because sure. that contains practically all of the knowledge in the world. Everything you need to know about there everything. There have been some updates to world knowledge since 1995. Right. But I think if you get in Carta 95, you're doing pretty good. I kind of think in Carta 95 is the golden eye of encyclopedias. Right. Oh, yeah. Where it's just the like just great all around. They've tried iconic. to remake it. They've tried, but it just it isn't the really same. Work. There's a magic there. Yeah, they really hit it. Do we have more calls? One more call. Let's hear it. Hi, this is Molly, and I'm in L.A., and I have a moment of shame. I was one of the people who bought a Jordan Jesse Go Mabim Bam live show ticket the minute they went on sale. It is 7 p.m. I am an hour from the venue, and I really fucked up that time. So um, I guess Friday the 13th is an unlucky day for me. Whoops. See you guys next time. You could have come. We didn't start till like, 8.15. Yeah. Molly. You blew it double. Yeah, we started late. One time I I uh, found out the Boys to Men was was sold out in Stockton. I'm still Molly over here. Yeah. Molly, Molly, I want to hear about Molly, how Hassan Stockton killed Boys to Men. They were playing in Stockton, California. Mm-hmm. I'm a huge Boys to Men fan. The city of ports. Yeah. <laughs> Is that correct? I think no, correct. I don't know. No, there's no ports in Stockton. Stockton is it's the city in Northern California that went bankrupt. I thought hmm. it was home of the Stockton ports. Is it? I think so. Maybe. Can okay. you please? Are you even Googling that, Lindsay? Jeez, Louise. Some. It's the Sunrise Seaport. Oh man. Stockton ports. Google Stockton ports. Uh, okay, so there. Uh, and that that's. I grew up in Davis, Davis, California. Uh, and uh, me and my buddies were like, we're gonna go see Boys to Men. We get, we drive. <laughs> That's we, funny. You and your male buddies, yeah, all wanted to go see Boys to yeah, Men. Yeah, that's great. So we drive. R and B was very good in the nineties. Sure. Uh, we drive out there, sold out. So it's at this little theater in Stockton. We go to the back alley, and I don't know why our minds were already in like sitcom mode. We're like, look, there's gonna be a bus that's gonna pull in, and Boys to Men will get off the bus, and we're gonna be like, we're huge fans, and Boys to Men will give us tickets. They get off the bus, bus, naked, Nathan, Michael, Sean, Wanye, and I was like, boys to men. Yeah, that's and our name. Like, boys to men. ABC, <laughs> BBD. And I was like, we're huge fans. It's like me, four other buddies. And I was like, yo, it's sold out. Like, we would love tickets. Like, oh my God, we'd love tickets. And then uh, Sean was like, all right, man, just wait here. And he goes inside. And then 10 minutes later, a, d- a bouncer walks out and he's like, yo, are y'all the dudes that were yelling at the boys? We got you tickets. It was out of a so for a second there. TV show. You were concerned you had hit the end of the road. <laughs> <laughs> it's unnatural. But you hadn't. The road had just begun. No. How was the show? What's a boy amazing show like? Amazing. They can sing so well. Yeah. So good. And when they brought out the roses for on bended knee, I wanted a rose, but yeah. I was like, let the girls get the sure. roses. Right. But they need the roses. Man. You wanted one they were real good. bad. I wanted one really when those when it when an R and B singer is in full bloom, and I can say this having seen 
uh, having seen both D'Angelo in his most at his most cut, mm. probably the best concert I've ever been to. D'Angelo mm. on the uh, did he just come out with a sock on his dick? Uh, it was no, he was wearing black leather pants and shirtless. Sure. Um, what does dick look like? Gorgeous. Cool. Mm. Just beautiful. Mm. Um, there was a forest out back behind the venue. That was, I mean, that's definitely been one of my favorite buzz, BuzzFeed lists is remember these 90s R&B dicks? <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, Usher, to a, Usher to a lesser extent, um, Al Green, when I saw Al Green, the Concord Pavilion, um, just the frenzy that they can generate mm-hmm. is awesome. Even if you are a heterosexual dude who has no interest in sleeping with them, yeah, it is still super fun when there's all these women flipping out. Uh, the energy is great. I have definitely, I, I, I have not seen an R and B thing live, mm-hmm. um, but I have seen the widest equivalent of this. Uh, a in high school, someone gave my buddy two tickets to see Chris Isaac. Uh huh. And uh, you know, wait from the Chris Isaac show? From the yes, from the yeah, Chris Isaac, like Emerald, known for his acting. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and when he played, um, when he played Lady in Red, which is a song I could not enjoy less. Right. It's maybe one of my least favorite songs. Right. And Chris Isaac is perfectly fine overall. Sure. But you don't want to hear Lady in Red. Awful. Uh, like on the radio at school dances, yeah. whenever it comes on, it it, mm-hmm. it makes me feel like there's bugs on me. I think from from the Chris Isaac show, we learned that he's a fun, interesting guy. But you don't want to. <laughs> that doesn't mean you want to hear Lady in Red. Sure, but when he played it live, and the the stage was bum rushed by the by a you know just a throng of glowing chubby moms, chubby <laughs> new moms. I mean, I definitely felt that sensual power, right? And I was drawn to it. Yeah. I and you know, when that when I hear that song now, I still hate it, but I definitely remember <laughs> that that force, that 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 Hadouken like force wave energy that blasted over the crowd. And when whenever, whenever, even now, you see a chubby new mom mm-hmm. in a red dress, yeah. You lose control. I, op- I offer control. her a respite from her cruel husband. <laughs> oh, memories. So the the yeah. moral of the story is: call her, show up. You never know what could happen. Yeah, Mo- yeah. Oh, Molly. Yeah, you should have yeah. shown up. Come on. What if? What if you saw your guys' car pull up and then Molly right, goes we pulled up in our tour bus? Yeah, <laughs> and just Jordan Jesse, huge fan. Can I get a ticket? I'll tell you this though. Uh, opening for Al Green, mm-hmm. the late, great Isaac Hayes. Wow. The man who wrote and performed some of the greatest R&B hits of the 1970s. And yet, in his set, did a medley of his songs from South Park. <laughs> <laughs> including an extended version of Big Sweaty Balls. Sure. Uh, salty Balls. Big Salty Balls. Uh, that was one of the worst and saddest things I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> like, as amazing as Al Green was, uh, I would say Isaac Hayes was that amount of sad. Oh, wow. It seems like you wouldn't have to do that opening for Al Green. It seems like people are there yeah, to see you, Isaac Hayes shit. That was part of what made it so sad. 
Just fucking do the theme from Shaft, and by the time I got to Phoenix and all of your legendary hits, you got a 20-piece band with you. Just fucking do a half-hour set of three songs. Yeah. It's easy. You don't need this, the case. <sighs> anyway, we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. Hey gang, it's me, Jesse. If you want to join me in the Caribbean Ocean, not just me, but a bunch of your favorite comedians and musicians, well, you've only got two weeks left to buy your tickets. Go to BoatParty.biz. That's BoatParty.biz. Hey, guess what? We just added Todd Barry to the lineup. That's one of the greatest comedians in the entire freaking world. You know what? I'm going to say it. The entire fucking world. Todd Barry. That's right. Todd Barry. Yeah, I can say Todd Barry in a Todd Barry voice. Uh, you seriously, you only have until the end of the month to buy tickets. So go to boatparty.biz. I swear to God, you will not regret it. It is so, 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 so fun. Yeah, okay. Let's get back to Jordan Jessica. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morse, boy detective, Hassan Minaj, here, present, and having a blast. Jesse Thorne, clear, present, and dangerous. <laughs> Jordan Morris, shadow recruit. <laughs> <laughs> Hassan, it's that should be my new nickname. Shadow recruit. Yeah. Hassan Minaj, expert at Golden Gun. Mm. On mm. GoldenEye. Wow. Very good. Oh, at you're Golden an expert. Gun. You're an expert. At the gun that takes one shot to kill? One shot to kill. Well. I much prefer that to just having a regular full life. Okay. You know what I mean? And wearing You like the stakes high. I like it a Okay. Lot. You yeah, like yeah. the rush. Yeah, yeah. You're a junk. You're an adrenaline And junkie. I like the re-up. That just... Bum, 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 bum. We start again. You like to you like to load yourself up with some yerba mate. Oh, you get man. get jacked on mate. Do about three or four brews. Loose sure. leaf. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't fuck around Ooh. with the... Okay. C- yeah. And then just seep it going. nice and long. Yeah, ten, you gotta seep it long. Ten minutes a piece. Maybe go in, take a shower, come back. That's your first brew. Pop off some emails. Dun-na, second brew. Sorry. Yeah. You guys done talking about this? <laughs> I'm so sorry. Hulu Plus. Hulu. Go Plus. to HuluPlus.com backslash. Forward slash, forward slash JJ Go. JJ Go. JJ Go. Thanks to Hulu Plus, where you can binge on thousands of hit shows anytime, anywhere. You can get an extended free trial of Hulu Plus when you go to Hulu, HuluPlus.com slash JJ Go. Hassan, uh, people can go to your website, uh, the website for your documentary, which we should mention again. It's GoodyMobWorldParty.com. <laughs> uh, StandUpPlanet.org. And check me out at www dot hassanminaj.com you got any shows coming up where are you headed i am in town for a bit so i'll be in los angeles tonight this this is this well this is too late it's, it's yeah. not, you're just bragging about some of your cool gigs yeah tonight. if you just see a, if you just see a handsome guy with cool jordans yeah yeah just let him know that he's hassan minaj tonight i'm hosting <laughs> fun your dies make him laugh show at the uh at the grammy museum here in downtown los angeles which tonight this tonight this as tonight? we record as we record well what do you want do you want us just to congratulate you 
Um, they're not. This is going to be two days well, ago. You, just said, you said plug a cool gig, and I'm not going to just go, hey, check me out at 11.15 p.m. at the Comedy Store. <laughs> I don't know. That's, yeah, that's, for, fun, that's for some right. hardcore. That's for some hardcore. Maybe Molly could make it. I mean, it's yeah. not. Can't as... make our eight o'clock show, but maybe she can get her ass there by eleven fifteen. It's not as cool as doing John Lovitz's club at the Universal City Walk. Hey, but... it's John Lovitz's podcast theater, and don't you forget it. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. Don't you ever forget? <laughs> yeah, that. podcasting no legend John Lovitz. Yeah. And you can't do it in small little rinky dink things, situations like this that you no, gotta home fucking deep. You need a goddamn Why theater. Why haven't we done a show at the, the Universal John City Walk? Theater. Pay 20 bucks for parking in the Jurassic Park and you walk past. <laughs> Jurassic Park. Yeah, you walk I past. I still think that's funny. Every it's, time. Hey, that's, <laughs> that's, like, that's clever. You know, I like you, this. you park on the Velociraptor floor. You walk past that T Rex. You hang a left. You walk by the blues bar that's always packed with people. Then you walk into that theater that's empty. <laughs> and you and you recognize game, goddammit. <laughs> um you know you know how the song goes. Game recognize game mm-hmm. at the John Lovitz Comedy <laughs> Podcast Theater, yeah. Maine. Uh-huh. <laughs> Lovitz recognize three, Lovitz. Three, <laughs> three decks. Three decks to experience all the fun. Um <laughs> our producer is Brian Fernandez on the boards this week, the great Lindsay Pavlis. Thank you, Lindsay. Stockton Ports. Do we have confirmation on the Stockton Ports? Minor league baseball team, wow. the Stockton Ports. Mm. What's what's Sacramento's minor league baseball team? Hit the, me. The River Cats. Okay, there we go. Sacramento great, River great Cats. Great logo, great field. Rayleigh Field, beautiful field. But they haven't been the River Cats for all that long. They used to be something else. They were well, they were the Sacramento A's for a while, weren't they? I don't know. I remember when the River Cats were announced, it was like our officially our minor league team. It was a big deal. Is that a kind of cat that lives in a river? Nah. I don't know. This is just some a, bullshit. It's a fictional animal. Every fucking minor league team now is just some... Bu- ever since the Lansing Lugnuts came out, Ugh. every minor league team just has some bullshit-ass name. Lugnuts mm. is a real thing, though. I know, but it's just... I'm just... I want to know if there's a cat that lives in a river. Some That's team named question. itself after the team from The Simpsons, and then it was all finished. <laughs> Somebody's the, uh, the Springfield Adams? Yeah. That's funny. Fuck that noise. <laughs> they have the, they have the capital city goofball come out. If you don't have if you don't have Steve Sachs on your team, I'm not interested. <laughs> <laughs> okay, look, that's all. Uh, talk about us on the forum forum.maximumfun.org. We enjoy we chat we like to chat with fans sure. on the forum, and I've been enjoying chatting with fans on the Reddit page. There was a nice thread on the Reddit page thanking me for talking about it on Jordan Jesse Go. There you go. Yeah, you're welcome. The guy whose name is uh, Lawthrar or mm-hmm. whatever it is, he changed his name on there to it's pronounced blah 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 blah. But I don't know what I don't remember. Sure, I don't remember. It's Ladrab or something, Labrat. So congratulations to Labrat on starting <laughs> the Max Fun subreddit. All you got to do is search for Maximum Fun Reddit, and you can get in there and post about any of the shows. Doesn't have to be our show. Sure, post something about Brian and Aaron. Post something about Wham Bam Pow. Post something about your favorite action movies, courtesy of Wham Bam Pow. How about that? Sounds great. Sounds fun. That's all. Fantastic. That's all. We'll talk to you next time on Jordan Jessica. Goodbye. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.